0: When the hills on cornerofthegalaxy.com.
1: to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm Josh Gessman and on today's show I'm going to recap the 2-2 wet draw against New England which saw goals from Giazzi Zardes and our guest later on in the show, Ignacio Maganto. We're also going to update you on LA Galaxy news as a bunch of players are being called up for international duty. And by the looks of it, we've signed a goalkeeper on stilts and it's about time. Finally, we're going to preview the weekend matchup with the Vancouver Whitecaps. We'll give you all the background information you could possibly need. So don't go anywhere. Corner of the Galaxy on corner of starts right about now.
0: You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on corner of Galaxy.com. Now, here's your host, Josh Gessman.
1: Hello, everybody! Welcome to another exciting episode of Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. As Mr. Michael Araujo just told you, I am your host, Josh Guestman, flying solo once again. It's been a lot like that recently. I don't know what's going on. Maybe nobody wants to hang out with me anymore. But I have a great show in store for you today. Like I said, coming up later in the show, we're going to be joined by LA Galaxy midfielder and uh, first-time goal scorer in Major League Soccer ignacio maganto so look forward to that i'm excited about that should be good um and then we're also going to be talking about this tutu draw with the new england revolution we'll get you from vancouver as well so a bunch to talk about still uh the music you're listening to back pocket memory go on itunes download their stuff please help them out they help me out they have a show coming up soon i'll have more information on that as well if you're interested And going out to see that. All right. So we start with the 2-2 draw in New England. The LA Galaxy versus New England. The LA travel all the way across the country again. I mean, that's really sort of the story, it seems, with the LA Galaxy. They get a game at home, and then they travel across the country. And then they get a game at home, and they travel across the country. Having to go to Orlando, come back, um, you know, and then back out to uh, New England. So a 2-2 draw. Now, If I told you that the LA Galaxy were going to draw 2-2 at the beginning of all this, you would say, Josh, that is probably a pretty good result. Uh, It's on turf. It's unlikely Robbie Keane is going to play. I will take the 2-2 draw. But here's the thing about 2-2 draws. When you're winning in the game and then you give up a goal and it becomes a 2-2 draw after you're winning 2-1, that's sort of... That, feels, that doesn't feel as good to me. That doesn't give me the warm and fuzzy. I, I feel like th- that we lost a little bit of something. But, I mean, there's so many things that happened in this game. Well, let's be honest. There's so many things that happened in the first half of this game um, that, you know, you can sort of understand that a draw... Not that bad. And as it goes, I'm, I'm fairly happy with the draw because I thought for sure this was going to be a loss. Um, didn't see the LA Galaxy matching up well against New England. But uh, quite honestly, you know, the Galaxy played well. Not bad at all. Um, considering that, you know, after, what, the fifth minute, the LA Galaxy were losing 1-0. Uh, the LA Galaxy lineup, just in case you didn't pay attention or in case you want to hear me say it again, started with Jose Villarreal and Giasi's artist up top, uh, Nacho Maganto, our guest coming up, uh, starting at that left mid-roll its Juninho in the center, Ishizaki in the right, Sorto, Leonardo, Gonzalez, Gargan in the back, and then Jaime Pinedo in goal. Kind of standard there. Oscar Sorto obviously getting a uh, a great, uh, another start, I should say, getting a great opportunity um, to start again for the LA Galaxy. So that's something that you want to see. You want to see him progress. I uh, just did a show, Corner of the Galaxy from the Box, with LA Galaxy insider Adam Serrano. We had LA Times sports writer, Um, Kevin Baxter on. He's been on the show many times. It covers the LA Galaxy. Um, Kevin and Adam and I discuss the youth movement for the LA Galaxy. These young players. And Oscar Sorto was one of those guys that we were talking about. So good to see him getting some more minutes after the red card suspension that he had to serve in that midweek game. So uh, didn't have to worry about that as much. So this is good. The LA Galaxy go on the road. Get a 2-2 draw. That's okay. After the first five minutes though, the LA Galaxy are losing 1-0. I was sitting in the airport in Denver waiting for this game. It comes on. I have crappy reception, which is normally the case in airports. All right. I look at my phone. I watch for a little bit. Get to see that goal right away. Fifth minute. Uh, Teal Bunbury scores. The assist came from uh, Scott Caldwell and Juan Aguadelo. Um, Really, it was a good play by New England and a complete breakdown by Oscar Sorto on the backside. Um, Left Teal Bunbury completely unmarked. And this is what you're going to expect. Listen, if we're going to play young players, then get used to this young players, their their careers go up and down and up and down and up and down. It's never that consistent high that you see from the greats like Landon Donovan or like Robbie Keane, right? You're never going to see that from these younger players. They have to develop that consistency, okay? So you have to expect mistakes, and the only thing that you can ask from young players like Oscar Sorto is that you learn from those mistakes. So Oscar Sorto uh, trusted Dan Gargan to make the play over on the side. Um, he ends up not making the play. The ball comes all the way across to the back post to a completely unmarked Teal Bunbury, Oscar Sorto stood there, looked around, said, oh, that was my guy, my bad. So the LA Galaxy losing after the fifth minute. This is when Josh had to get on an airplane. So Josh gets on the airplane. He doesn't realize that the airplane, of course, is showing the game, right? Because if he did, he would look at it and be like, oh yeah, that would uh, that would make sense, that would be good. So, so you know, he doesn't watch it, so he doesn't even get to turn it on until like the 80-something minute. Now, what I missed, don't worry, I watched the game later, so I'm, I'm, I'm well, well, uh, or uh, I understand what's going on here, all right? What he missed was this unbelievable... Um, great goal by Ignacio Maganto. Really, really good stuff. Um, you know, the ball comes out off of a redirect. It lands at Nacho's feet at the top of the uh, 18, and he blasts it home. Now, remember, Nacho has been getting really close to the goal for a lot of time here, and it's something that we'll talk about him whenever he comes on the show a little bit later. Um, you know, it's he's been doing really well. He's been putting it close. He's been getting those chances. He's been finding space and creating stuff. So that is uh, that's what you want to see from uh, from Ignacio Maganto. This new you know a rookie. In Major League Soccer, making a difference there as sort of that withdrawn striker. He is, I know he plays out on the wing, I know he comes in a lot, but he plays in that sort of Robbie Keane area, right? He plays in the Robbie Keane area just off so, off that top line, and so he finds himself in these positions, and Maganto uh, buries it. So you go 1-1 uh, in the 18th minute for the LA Galaxy, and then in the 27th minute, holy crap, Jose Villarreal um, too bad he didn't stay in the game. The Galaxy probably would have had a, a little bit better of a, a run if uh, if Jose Villarreal could have stayed in this game. But in the 27th minute, Jose Villarreal with this audacious little backheel right through the defender's legs New England uh, finds Yossi Zardes and Zardes puts it away. We've talked about Zardes before. I don't consider him a creator. He doesn't create his own space. What he is is a finisher. He finishes balls whenever you can give him a chance and an opportunity. So that's what you wanted to see from him. He did exactly what you wanted there. So you had Maganto, who fed the ball to Jose Villarreal. Maganto also gets his first ever Major League Soccer assist as well, by the way, in case you're keeping score at home. Maganto gets the assist, Jose Villarreal gets an assist, the back heel through the legs, uh, Zardes finishes it, that's when LA Galaxy go up 2-1, to one. Uh, Jose Villarreal gets a shoulder injury, um, I believe it's a left shoulder sprain is what they're calling it, um, in the 28th minute on a collision, um, doesn't look good for him, he will, he will not be in this Vancouver, I'm going to tell you this again. Later on in the show. But he misses the Vancouver game. Okay. He's he's out for that game. So so don't expect to see him. All right. So you have him. Uh, he comes off. Alan Gordon comes on. Right, and uh, and basically you get to now play with Alan Gordon up top. And we've talked about how the LA Galaxy sort of devolve a little bit whenever it comes to Alan Gordon being inserted in the lineup, a lot of long balls, a lot of skipping the midfield, um, a, lot of, a lot of lobs. It ends up giving possession, I feel, a lot more to New England. Granted, there are some people who say possession doesn't matter in soccer, but you need to have at least some of it in order to score. And I feel like the more you have of it, the better chance you get, although not necessarily the case. Again, I'm going to have stats people like write me long like emails in their and their stats code that say, "Listen, possession doesn't really matter that much. I'm like, I get it, I get it. you don't have to you don't have to preach to me that's you know, but I, I'm still not into giving the other team the ball. Raise your hand if you're into giving the other team the ball and then get walk out. Excuse yourself, that's ridiculous. You don't want to give the other team the ball. the more you have it, the better you should do. so the l a galaxy um then have to switch things up a little bit and you understand how that sort of uh, sort of happens um and then there's a free kick. Listen, I've watched the free kick, eh, sure you want to call it a foul go ahead um you know quite honestly it was Diego Fagundes who really makes that play Jaime Pinedo gets beat over the wall which again if you're going to get beat by in in this free kick situation you want the ball to go over the wall and that's how you want it to happen all right so we're, we're okay with that I think I'm okay with that I think you guys are okay with that I think I think everything's okay okay so it is what it is two to two that's it that's all you need to know about this game all right, there's there's not a lot, a whole bunch more. All right, you had to have uh, Dan Gargan come out. Uh, Mika Varenin uh, comes on for him in the 65th minute. You had Edson Buttle come on for Allen Gordon, who got injured, but it looks like Allen is going to be okay. But we're gonna we're gonna have to wait again. I'm recording on a Wednesday night. Wednesday nights are always a little bit too early to sort of figure out who's going to be starting in the next game. So it looks like Allen Gordon's going to be okay, but that could still change as we go. All right, so so pay attention to Twitter and to Facebook, and you'll sort of get an idea of what's going to happen with that. Okay. With Alan Gordon. So so you had those guys, you had Edson Buttle come on. Um again, I don't know what Edson Buttle is trying to do right now. Um, you know, he's trying to play the hold up play that Alan Gordon sort of is whenever he came on and in replace of him. Um, you know, I know that Bruce trusts Edson Buttle. I'm just not there yet with Bruce. All right. I haven't I haven't fallen back in love with Edson Buttle yet. Okay. So I, I he has to show me something. Granted, he was injured. Um it's just, it's one of those things that I'm not, I'm not a believer yet. And quite honestly, I'm not really a believer yet of this LA Galaxy team. I mean, they're going to have to show me a lot more. Granted, injuries, so many injuries, injuries everywhere. Um, you know, in the game notes, it's listed that the LA Galaxy were without, let's see if I can find it again. Let's see. Doo, 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 doo. Of course I can't find it whenever I actually want to read it. Um, you know, they're without Todd Dunavant. Um they're without Robbie Rogers. They're without Robbie Keane in this particular game. And they held Keane out because they didn't want him playing on the turf. Duh. Smart move. AJ De La Garza wasn't available. And we all know about Brian Perk being completely unavailable as well. So, I mean, there's so many injuries on this. And Sebastian Legette still coming back from injury. So whether or not, you know, he's going to get any playing time and how that's all going to go, that's a completely another question that we have to a- ask as we, as we get closer. But we have to start getting healthy. And, uh, you know, I said as we was getting ready to record the show, if you follow us and watch us on Periscope, you sort of get a little bit behind the scenes, and you get to hear me sort of ramble a little bit usually before the podcast starts. And I said, you know, there's a possibility this LA Galaxy team is just not going to get healthy this year. That's a complete possibility. Look at the Lakers. The Lakers haven't been healthy for two years, all right? So it's it's all these things. These injuries could keep mounting, and it could keep being an issue, all right? And if it's an issue, then the LA Galaxy are going to have to find ways to persevere and i don't think this is a championship team if they can't get some of these people healthy and right now that is not happening all right so nobody's getting healthy it feels like we just keep getting injured every game granted playing on turf not great okay not great at all the galaxy are oh three and three when allowing the first goal of the match this should be like the biggest oh well no duh uh stat that you ever hear uh the galaxy not doing well um, whenever they give up the first goal and not doing well on the road. 0 7, and 7 They are winless in their last 14 Major League Soccer away games. I don't really know what to say to that. Besides the fact that this team is supposed to be a championship caliber team. And they can't seem to win on the road. And this necessarily wasn't the game to win. It wasn't there for the taking, so to speak. So I wasn't expecting that to happen. Um, but... Quite honestly they 're going to have to find a way to win on the road, and it 's becoming a mind thing if you keep losing or you keep drawing and you can 't get wins on the road eventually that has to affect you enough that you 're like, "Hey, this is really bothering me now okay and and I can sort of understand that that makes some sense to me i mean you need to you need to do you need to do more on the road to win all right so that 's what we need to see from the l a galaxy uh, need to need to tighten it up a little bit. Um, the LA Galaxy have not started the same lineup in consecutive weeks this season, which makes sense whenever you're talking about uh, all the injuries. Um, and you know, it's it's a lot of people gone. We didn't even talk about Bradford Jamison the fourth, a key component really in this LA Galaxy offense. Would have been nice to have him. Uh, he wasn't there because he's down with the U20s in New Zealand and is going to be there. By the way, scored a goal uh, against New Zealand in uh, in the U20 game. The U- U-20s, the US U-20s have advanced to the knockout stages of that tournament. That's good stuff, all right? Um, if, I, if I had to ask you who were the only players, all right? I'm going to let you think about this for a second. I'll go on to another stat, and then I'll come back. But if I had to think of the only players, there are three players this year who have played in every single game. Doesn't mean they started, but they played in every single game. Three players. I'll give you a second to think about it while I tell you a little bit more. Who are they in the first 15 games? Who are those three players? All right, The LA Galaxy in the month of May, all time, are 41, 41, and 24. So when you think of that, 41, 41, and 24, you sort of sit there and go, wow, in May, we've never really been that good. We win some, we lose some. That's sort of how it is. So if that gives you any perspective on the LA Galaxy teams and where they're at right now, maybe, maybe that helps you out. I don't know if it helps me out. I don't, I don't really know what I'm expecting from this LA Galaxy team that's not healthy. That is the biggest issue. I mean, I want to see. I want to see more. I mean, there's clearly a lot of people who need to step up and do more on this team, um, and it's going to have to be some of those young guys. Again, the young guys are going to be where whether or not the LA Galaxy succeed or if they fail right now. And until Steven Gerrard gets here, um, until they can get people healthy, until these international call ups are done, all this fun stuff. Until all that happens, we're going to sort of be sitting here with our hands up, you know, wondering. What this team really is, because right now, you can't give me an accurate assessment of the LA Galaxy. Nobody can. All right. So those three players, if you're playing in the home game, number one player who has played in every single one of the 15 LA Galaxy games so far this season, Alan Gordon. Number two, Bagio Husidic, and number three, Juninho. Those are the three players who have played in all 15 Galaxy matches this season, which should tell you something about the injuries because usually we have guys who have started all 15 games at this point, and that hasn't even happened in this particular case, all right. Um, right? Let's see. Let's hear what Bruce Arena says. I, I If I forgot to mention that it was wet and raining and on turf, then you sort of understand the quality of this game. So here's Bruce Arena on getting a road point. He says, well, it's a good point on the road. This game tonight was hectic. Crazy, out of control, not an easy game. I give our guys credit. Going down a goal in the early minutes and being able to get a point out of it against a good team, it's a good result and a good week for us with two wins and a draw. Amen to that, Bruce. That's good. Um, On the recent stretch of road games, Bruce says, It's been a difficult month for sure, and I don't think it's getting any easier. So I think it's been a good experience for us. It is. And about Ignacio Maganto. Uh, playing, he said he's a good young player. Took his goal well. I think he's pretty consistent for ninety minutes, and I'm real pleased to see that. So there you go. That's what you have from Bruce Arena on it. Um, let's see if I can find anybody else. Uh, uh, here's Giassi 's artist on how badly he wanted to score his goal. He said very bad when you're playing up top, and when you have opportunities, you just you you just want to execute those opportunities. All right. Uh, on let's see on the assist from Jose Vireal. This is Giassis artist. Giassi says uh, Jose is a phenomenal player. He's so classy and cheeky just to play a through ball like that is nice not to mention vision wise Jose Villarreal has been the real surprise for me this season Um, he has the creativity he has the consistency if he can stay healthy he's slight of size again the LA Galaxy seem to love these small players I like a little bit bigger a little more padding around these guys so that way they can uh, they can take some knocks but nonetheless if Jose Villarreal can consistently produce like he has been for the LA Galaxy this year we may have found the Landon Donovan replacement not the guy who replaces Landon Donovan the you know know, all-time MLS goal goal and assist leader, all right? That's not—you can never replace that guy. But the guy who can fill in at that left-mid role, who can tuck inside, who can be dangerous and can sort of be one of those guys that the other team has to think about. It's always been my opinion you needed three dangerous players in order to be really good in Major League Soccer. Three dangerous players, all right? Anybody can guard two dangerous players. If you have a Robbie Keane and a Jassie's artist, you can guard those guys, especially whenever they're both forwards. If you can get somebody from a different level, somebody on the midfielders, that third guy, somebody like an Ignacio Maganto, somebody like a Jose Villarreal, if you can do that, then I think you have some success there. All right, so that's really what I need to see from Jose Villarreal. Some consistency being a dangerous threat from Ignacio Maganto. Uh, The same from him. Keep up the consistency because he has been. I need to see a little more from him. But the LA Galaxy get away with a 2-2 draw against New England Revolution after traveling all the way across the country. Alright, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and take a break. Whenever I get back, going to be joined by LA Galaxy midfielder Ignacio Maganto. Still a bunch to get to. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'll be right back.
0: Ready for some more Corner of the Galaxy? Don't forget to head over to the website for all the latest podcasts, news, and more. Visit us online at cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm back
1: here on Corner of the Galaxy, right here on cornerofthegalaxy.com. And before we jump into the Vancouver game, I wanted to welcome a very special guest. He just scored his very first MLS goal. Well, it was the first goal that actually counted. Anyway, we're pleased to welcome... For the very first time on Corner of the Galaxy, L.A. Galaxy 2015 first-round draft pick, Ignacio Maganto. Nacho, thanks for stopping by.
2: Hi, thank you.
1: Uh, you know, it's, it's quite the journey you took. Born in Madrid, Spain, um, you know, you, you spent some time with Getafe and their youth system. Uh, you end up going to Iona College in New York. Uh, how did that whole whole experience uh, sort of happened? I mean, what made you decide to go uh, play soccer at Iona?
2: Well, uh, yeah, as you said, I was playing for the I was playing for the Youth Academy and by the time I was about to sign the first or the second team, mm-hmm. uh, they basically told me I would have to, like, I couldn't be able to keep studying right? and I was in the our I, I was studying by then so uh, I thought that was important and uh, talking with the family and everything we we thought uh i should I should be able to to do both so I had an offer from agenda mm-hmm. that I didn't consider before, but when the cafe told me that we considered mm-hmm. it again and we you
1: And that's it. That's how you ended up in I.O. What were you thinking when the LA Galaxy selected you?
2: (laughs) Honestly, I couldn't believe it. Because the other coach, from where I was, Mm -hmm. I had never talked talked to them before they left me. So I, I never expected that
1: really so you never had any contact with them before they drafted you no that that that's that's even more interesting whenever you uh sort of understand how bruce serena uh you know makes his pick and and the technical team there what was that draft experience like for you was it hectic was it uh was it fun uh, obviously i think it had a pretty good outcome for you
2: yeah i mean it was it was fun yeah um yeah like uh, it was a really good experience for me
1: We've seen you now make uh, seven appearances for the LA Galaxy. You've gotten five starts. Did you expect to be making such an impact in your first year here with the LA Galaxy?
2: <clears throat> no, uh, I, I didn't expect like to be playing like that much, goalie, But I mean, it was the goal
0: mm-hmm. since
2: the beginning. So, so it didn't surprise me either. like I didn't expect it like to play that much, but that was my goal.
1: I've adjusted, Yeah, yeah, a, now now you have to stay up and uh, and continue to get those starts and and keep pushing. I'm sure that's what you're looking forward to. Uh you scored your first goal over the weekend against New England in the rain. Uh what did that feel like? What did you see on the play? Sorry? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, no problems. I was I said that you uh you scored your first goal in New England in the rain. Um what did that feel like? What did you see uh as as you scored that goal? It
2: was it was awesome. I was uh happy because I do have a score like the game before I had a few chances. I had a goal that didn't gone in that. so yeah i was i I was looking forward to score uh asap and uh, yeah it was good i got i was able to score in that game.
1: Yeah, no, it, it was big, and I heard that you got the uh, the game ball from that as well. Where do you where do you keep that ball? I mean, if I had a game <laughs> ball that I scored a goal in, I would probably be sleeping with it. But I don't know. What do you do with that ball? Are you yeah. gonna put it on your your mantle? So
2: yeah, I have it in my room right now, but uh, my family just got here, so I'm probably gonna give them to them. Ah. So they can put it in my in my room in Spain. So yeah, I'll. I'll
1: keep it there. You, you'll, you'll keep it in a safe place for sure. I was going to say, you know, um, I, I I think this is the first time your family, the the reason there was a little bit of delay in us connecting and, and you were at the airport picking up your family, is this the first time they're coming to, to visit you while you're playing for the LA Galaxy? Yes.
2: Yeah, the first time they, they came to when we were in Ireland for uh-huh. this season. It right. closer. But, but, yeah, to... That's the first time I came to Los
1: Angeles. Wow, that that has to be pretty special for you, knowing that this weekend, uh, you know, if you get the start that you'll be playing in front of your parents. It probably hasn't happened a whole bunch.
2: No, I mean, it's been a while since uh, my parents uh, uh, haven't been able to to watch me play. Uh, But, yeah, it's sure special for me, so, yeah.
1: You have a tough game against Vancouver coming up this weekend. Uh, This was a team that the LA Galaxy had some difficulty with uh, earlier in the year up in Vancouver. Uh, What do you think you need to do differently in order to get a win against Vancouver over the weekend?
2: Mm, I I think uh, the opponent is the same, but every game is different. So I think we've been improving our our, our play and our games uh, lately. So I think we'll uh, hopefully we'll be fine and we'll get the three points.
1: What is your particular style of play? Do you like to play up as a forward, as a striker? Do you like to play in the midfield more? What's what's your what do you bring to the table for the LA Galaxy?
2: Mm, well i mean, my my position from since I was young is underneath the forward. More like an attacking midfielder, but I've I've been playing on the wings also. Uh I've been playing basically everywhere right. in the attacking part, so I'm still comfortable playing on the left.
1: And, yeah, yeah. It, and, and it's probably going to be a pretty tough game. You, you know you're going to be missing some key players, they injuries, some national team call-ups as well. Uh, what does this LA Galaxy team have to do, or what, what needs to happen from the players around you? Uh, who needs to step up and make sure that uh, those absences aren't felt there on the field?
2: No, I mean, we're a team. We're a pretty good team. And I think everybody is, is ready to play, so uh, we should be fine. Yeah, We should be able to uh, – doesn't matter who plays. We should be able to get the, the result award.
1: Yeah, my last question before I let you go, Nacho. Um, You know, you are you are going to probably get a chance to play in, in front of your family. Is there going to be some extra nerves in the tunnel before you come out, knowing that they're watching you? You're going to want to perform at your absolute best?
2: No, no uh, – I my, my my family has been watching me since I was young. Right. Uh so in the last uh 4 years they they are not going to they weren't able to to watch me. So I I'll be, I'll be, going to be another game.
1: Well it it should be a great game. Um we look forward to uh seeing you out there, Nacho, as always. We really appreciate the time. So you good luck this weekend and I'm sure we'll talk to you again. All right, thank you. All right, thank you. All right, that's LA Galaxy midfielder Nacho Maganto, Ignacio Maganto, talking to us, coming straight from the airport to talk to us, by the way. Great guy. Uh, really good good stuff there from the LA Galaxy. All right, I'm glad we can finally connect with him. So what I'm going to do whenever I get back, we have more show for you. That's right, more show for you. Talking about the Vancouver game upcoming, LA Galaxy news as well. Maybe even taking some listener calls on live now as we're live on Periscope, so you can call in as well. We're going to give you all that information coming up. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com, and I will be right back.
0: Recording deep within Landon Donovan's secret Cambodian lair, it's Corner of the Galaxy. Hey,
1: this is Chris. This is Eddie. This is Jason. And we're from Back Memory. And you're listening to Corner of the Galaxy. Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh Gessman here with you once again, somehow surviving this show solo. If you've been following along on Periscope, you know how much fun this show has been to record. I appreciate everybody hanging in there. A lot of fun we still have in store. we still got to get through LA Galaxy team news. We've got to get through the Vancouver game. So still a bunch of talk about the standings are in there as well. I want to first start by thanking, again, Ignacio Maganto, LA Galaxy midfielder, for calling us in. No, he had a super busy day. Just picked up his parents at the airport. Um, really great to hear from him. I know the connection wasn't the best. Um, but I, I think we survived through that and everything, uh, sounds pretty good. And you can get a little feel for, uh, for who Nacho is. All right. And if, if we're not working on a Nacho, um, giveaway, all right, at the LA galaxy, um, then somebody needs to get fired. All right. That's, that's quite honestly, all right. There needs to be something when Nacho scores a goal, we get free Nachos. All right. That's just simple. It's easy. It doesn't take a lot of brain power. Let's see if we can get that done. All right. All right. If you want to call the show, if you're listening on Periscope right now, if you want to call the show and if you want to talk. I've already put the number out there. I don't know if we'll get any calls. If not, I will talk for the rest of the second segment. That's just fine with me. It's your loss if you don't call in. 949-734-4217. Once again, 949-734-4217. Taking your calls now as I get into LA Galaxy team news. Robbie Keane has been called up to the Republic of Ireland national team. I told you that there would be some national team call-ups. We have some national team call-ups, all right? Robbie Keane called up for the June 2nd match in Europe. Excuse me, for the two June matches in Europe. Ireland versus England in Dublin June 7th. I believe that's a friendly on Sunday. Robbie Keane will be departing for that game directly after for the L.A. Galaxy game versus Vancouver on Saturday. And then it's Ireland versus Scotland. Again, Ireland hosting that the UEFA Euro 2016 qualifier in Group D. Uh, Ireland needs a win against Scotland from what I understand. I think they're on the bubble, so it'll be interesting to see where they come out. And obviously their captain, Captain Robbie Keane for the Ireland national team will have to be there. Also called up for national team duty, Jaime, Jaime Pinedo called up to the Panama national team. Uh, he was called up to the Panama national team for two friendlies. Both games are against Ecuador. They play one uh, in Panama City, Panama, and then they play another one in Guaquil, Ecuador. Um, you got uh, June 3rd in Panama City, June 7th in Guayaquil. Um, on Sunday, all right? So actually, as we're recording on a Wednesday night, Panama should be playing against Ecuador. That's what should be happening. Jaime Pineda will not be available for the LA Galaxy's game against Vancouver this weekend, all right? So you're missing him. Giassi Zardis has been called up to U.S. Men's National Team. All right, so call up for two June friendlies in Europe for Giacse Zardis. June fifth, he and the U.S. Men's National Team will play against number six ranked Netherlands in Amsterdam. That game can be found eleven thirty a.m. Pacific Time, ESPN. Watch ESPN, Unimas, and, and UDN, which I believe is Univision. Deportes Network, I believe is how that all works, but UDN, that's where it is. Uh, June 10th, 2014, they will be playing against the current World Cup champion Germany in Cologne... Um, that game is on June 10th, 11.45 a.m. Pacific Time. Fox Sports 1, and UDN. All right, So that's where you can find those. Zardes is clearly not available for this game versus Vancouver. All right, The Galaxy have been drawn into Group D. That's right, Group D of the 2015-2016 CONCACAF Champions League. That's the CCL, in case you were wondering. Uh, they've been group- drawn into with two other teams. All these groups are made out of three uh, three teams. You have Central FC, Central FC from Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, they were the runners up to the 2013 2014 FA Trophy of Trinidad and Tobago. Um, this team was just founded in 2012, if you wanted to know any history on them. And then they were also drawn into the group with Comunocaciones uh, FC from Guatemala the 2014 Apertura and 2014, 2015 Clasura of Liga Nacional de Guatemala. They basically have won a record 30 Liga Nacional de Guatemala titles, eight Copa de Guatemala titles, and one CONCACAF Champions Cup. All right, so you're talking about people who have been there before. Comuna uh FC is the real issue here in this group. Uh, the LA Galaxy obviously uh, qualifying for their 2014 MLS Cup. All right, this is the first time any of these clubs have faced each other, or at least the first time the LA Galaxy have faced either one of these clubs. Um, And, of course, you all know how it works. You play in group play. You get to the knockout rounds. You get all the way through to the final. You win the final, and the CCL winner gets to go to the 2016 FIFA Club World Cup. All right, that is what you win if you win the Champions League, which is why you want to win the Champions League. All right? I think I've talked earlier. I may have said some things before. I know I've certainly said it on this show before. The LA Galaxy need to win every cup ever, all right? doesn't matter what it is. U.S. Open Cup, want to win it. Sporter Shield, want to win it. Uh, MLS Cup, want to win it. CONCACAF Champions League, want to win it. I want to win it all. You should too, quite honestly, and I don't think it is out of line to expect that, all right? That's me. That's me saying that. You understand that, but I don't think that's out of line for you as a fan to expect that. I know some people might. They say, you can't win them all. I want the quadruple. I want to win all four. Supporter Shield, MLS Cup, uh, US Open Cup, and the CONCACAF Champions League. Just that way, we can hold all four of those titles and look at everybody and say, what have you done lately? That is why I want to do it. All right, and if you want to, too, that's fine. You can join my quadruple club. All right, uh, the LA Galaxy have signed goalkeeper Andrew Wolverton. All right, this is something we knew. Andrew Wolverton was the fourth round draft pick of the LA Galaxy in the 2015 MLS Super Draft. Uh, he was the 82nd overall pick. Uh, he arrived in LA with an injury. Whenever he eventually came, that forced him to have surgery. I believe it was a foot injury that he had. That is the reason for this delayed signing. So anyway. Andrew Wolverton, what's the big deal about him? He is gigantic. Six foot six, weighs 222 pounds. I always complain about small goalkeepers. They, There's some great small goalkeepers out there, all right? The LA Galaxy seem to collect them, quite honestly. Um, so I'm glad to see a six foot six goalkeeper 222-pound goalkeeper. He spent his time four years at Penn State University, had a really good, outstanding career there with Penn State. So uh, very good U.S. citizen, born in Atlanta, Georgia, if you're interested in him. Again, Andrew Wolverton, now the fourth goalkeeper the L.A. Galaxy have put on their roster. That makes three active ones right now with uh, Brian Perk being out for the rest of the year. Uh, Brian Rowe expected to start in goal uh, coming up this weekend against Vancouver with the absence of Jaime Pinedo, and that means that you will probably see Andrew Wolverton on the bench. That makes sense. Usually they have an extra keeper. You should. Otherwise, you turn into the Mike McGee situation, which being you don't have Mike McGee, probably wouldn't work too well the second time. I did some thinking. I was thinking, and I don't know if you guys think the same thing, but I was looking at the home versus away and how many home games we played and how many away games we played because I feel like we've been playing all these away games. And I said to myself, I'm like, well, if we've been playing all these away games, then we're really at quite an advantage right now because, you know, after 15 games, however many of those being away games, you know, even though we've struggled away, the matter of fact is that we'll get to play more home games. That means more points for us, right, basically. And especially with Steven Gerrard, hopefully you have a more complete group of players together if you're going to play more in home games. So... Like the smart person I did, I went and I researched this particular issue of how many home games we've had versus how many away games we've had, all right? And thinking that there was going to be some huge disparity, and there is absolutely not a huge disparity. We've played seven home games and eight away games, all right? Seven home games, eight away games. Seven home games, we have a record of 5 0 2. The eight away games, 0 4 4. It's those away games that are killing us. Overall, 15 games total for 5, 4, and 6. 21 points and fifth in the Western Conference. All right, that's where you stand. The standings for the LA Galaxy and everybody else in the Western Conference here. Uh, Seattle Sounders currently in first place with 26 points on 13 games played, basically averaging two points per game, which is really where you want to be. They are 8-3-2. They are number one in the Western Conference and number one in the Supporters' Shield race right now. Um, it would be a good idea if, uh, if everybody could stop, stop, letting them get away. All right, slip away. So uh, Seattle out to an early lead. The opponents for Saturday night at StubHub Center are the Vancouver Whitecaps. They sit in second place, 23 points, 14 games played, um, 1.64 points per game, 7-5-2. Uh, they really are playing pretty well, just beat RSL at home 2-1. to one. They had a little slip, but now uh, seem to be back on the, uh, on the straight and narrow there, and we'll talk a little bit more about them in a second. Number three in the Western Conference is FC Dallas with 21 points. Number four, tied with FC Dallas, is Sporting Kansas City with 21 points, 13 games played for both of those. Then you have the LA Galaxy at 21 points with 15 games played. All right, so you have 21 points on 15 games played, where Sporting and FC Dallas have 21 points on 13 games played. Some of these teams are playing in midweek games. So some of these teams will be up to 14, and then will play this weekend at 15 and so they'll only be really one ahead. But for the most part, the LA Galaxy, the only team, except for um, now that there have been some midweek games, I think somebody, some people actually did hit the 15. I think Vancouver will be tied with us at 15 as well. Um, the only team with 15 points, as I looked at it, tonight before those Wednesday night mid-games uh, actually took place. All right, So that's where you look at the LA Galaxy. Their fifth place, sixth place is Portland Timbers at 19 points, 14 games played. San Jose, Houston, Real Salt Lake, and Colorado Rapids round out the standings in the Western Conference. You want to look at everything in single table? Let's look at everything in single table for a second. The LA Galaxy sits seventh in a single table, which means only two Eastern Conference teams are cracking the top seven or eight actually you can look it's basically three eastern conference teams in the top 10 right now and that is it the rest are western conference uh seattle sounders obviously at first dc united at second vancouver whitecaps at third fc dallas and fourth sporting kansas city in fifth uh sixth is new england revolution seventh la galaxy eight portland timbers nine san jose earthquakes and 10 is the new york red bulls all right that is where you have it that is your answers, and I'm trying to find the other Eastern Conference. Ah, there it is. Okay, New England, that's what I thought. Okay, so yes, three three Eastern Conference teams in the top ten as you look at uh, everything there. So that's where you have your standings right now, and these are the standings uh, that will probably change just a little bit as we head into the weekend because, like I said, there are some midweek games. Um, Vancouver was playing Montreal as I was looking, and I'm actually going to try to look up that uh, – That score here real quick. And it was Montreal being victorious. So Vancouver doesn't get any points, which means that the standings will pretty much stay the same there, except that Vancouver is now even on games with the LA Galaxy. So the Galaxy with a chance to actually jump Vancouver on the weekend, if I read that right. 23 points and 21 points. Yes. Am I right? Am I wrong? 23 points. Yep, absolutely. So LA Galaxy have a chance to jump Vancouver um, if they can get a win on the weekend. All right. Let's talk about this weekend game now. The LA Galaxy versus Vancouver Whitecaps, Saturday, June 6th, 7.30 p.m. on TV. Time Warner Cable Sportsnet, Time Warner Cable Deportes in Espanol, if you're looking for it there. Radio, The Beast 980, you can get it on their app as well. So if you're looking for it in English, their app also features this game, The Beast 980. Uh, or ESPN Deportes, 13.30 a.m. in Espanol. All right. Uh, here we go. Number two, Vancouver, seven, five, and two with 23 points versus number five, LA Galaxy, five, four, and six with 21 points. Vancouver coming off a loss midweek now to Montreal. We can say that a win before over the weekend versus RSL. They had to travel to Montreal, which means they will have to travel to the LA Galaxy. By the way, this is the first in five in a five or excuse me, it's the second of a five game road trip. For the White Caps. So they are going to be on the road for a while. And the fact that they just lost in Montreal sort of maybe this will be a long road trip for them. So they'll have to see how that all comes down. Um, the LA Galaxy extended their undefeated streak to three games with the two to two draw at the New England Revolution on Sunday. So that's a good information for the LA Galaxy, striving to be uh, you know, uh, better here in recent games. And the teams are meeting for the second time this season. If you remember, the Whitecaps wiped the LA Galaxy in the second half of that game, two to nothing, a game the LA Galaxy were in in the first half and then completely out of and looked dejected in the second half. In fact, it, it was up until the Orlando game, the worst game the LA Galaxy have played um, on that horrible turf, which has since been replaced at BC Place. Um, but this is a good thing for the L.A. Galaxy trying to catch the Whitecaps on this road trip. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And obviously we know there's going to be a bunch of people missing from this game um, for the L.A. Galaxy on national team duty and then also for because of injury. So um, we'll just have to see how this all goes. The L.A. Galaxy are going to try to continue their 23 game home unbeaten streak in MLS. So this is an MLS play. It's the longest in club history and the third longest in MLS history. 23 game Unbeaten streak. It's 29 game unbeaten streak in all competitions, um, which factors in the fact that the LA Galaxy beat Chivas USA at even though they were away, they were at StubHub Center. So it's one of those and how it factors in Uh, the LA Galaxy, however, against Vancouver are eight, two and two. All time against the Vancouver Whitecaps and six zero and zero at StubHub Center. The LA Galaxy have turned StubHub Center into a house of horrors for Vancouver in recent time. And if you go back and look at it, it's one nothing wins here. Uh, you can see Vancouver taking a two two draw and obviously the two nothing win um, earlier this year for Vancouver up in BC. Uh, if you want to look at sort of the last six for the LA Galaxy, it is two wins, two losses, two draws. The last six. All right, for Vancouver, it is going to be uh let's see two wins one draw and three losses in the last six for the vancouver whitecaps so starting to slip just a little bit there whenever you look at what the difference is in the teams you're looking at the difference in the wins seven wins for the vancouver whitecaps five for the la galaxy but the losses for vancouver they've lost five times the galaxy have only drawn four times the leading goal scorer for the vancouver whitecaps Octavio Rivero with six goals. Alan Gordon is the leading goal scorer for the LA Galaxy with four goals. Oh, what a wonderful four goals those have been, Alan Gordon. When we go to the disciplinary and what we need to watch out for, Juninho and Alan Gordon both on yellow card watch for this game. Pay attention, Juninho and Alan Gordon. I know you listen to the podcast all the time, both of you. Do not get any yellow cards. Juninho is one game away. If he can get through this game without a yellow card, he'll actually have a yellow card forgiven because he has four right now. He's been on good behavior. He has one game remaining. If he can get through without a yellow card, he won't be suspended. He'll actually be dropped to three cautions instead of four. You only get that reprieve once, all right? Alan Gordon still has two games remaining for his good behavior incentive. So no yellow cards, Alan. No yellow cards, Juninho. Don't do it. Um, Four players. Four players for the Vancouver Whitecaps all have yellow card warnings so you look at waston has a yellow card warning uh pomadu ka has a yellow war- card warning uh kofi um has a yellow card warning and sam Adekube? i don't Kogbe. i'm sure if i heard it i would be like yeah that guy don't just don't ever ask me to pronounce anything i know i know i try to sound like i know what i'm talking about but quite honestly yeah I got nothing sometimes uh Darren Maddox clearly the uh the guy on that you need to watch out for for the l a galaxy one of those guys who's who's very dangerous they 've s- sort of been listing him as topped up there. thereudaman um another really really good player um i, I don't think it's going to say a, i don't think I surprise anybody when I say uh, Maro Rosales another good player Russell Tybert in there uh Laba is in there they have Waston in defense uh you know. Outstanding goal! This is a good Vancouver team, and they use their speed well. If it shows like it did in the second half of the first game that these two teams met in, uh, the LA Galaxy are going to struggle to maintain the speed of the Vancouver Whitecaps. So. That's where you want to watch it. You want to watch it in the defense. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Dan Gargan plays. It'll be interesting to see uh, if Oscar Sorto plays. Um, these are all question marks. Robbie Rogers, I haven't heard a whole bunch. I don't know if he's going to be back and ready. Uh, it doesn't look like AJ De La Garza, because I haven't heard a lot, will be ready for this game. Hopefully he will be. Um, the Galaxy are going to have a makeshift lineup with this, but they're playing at home. And the LA Galaxy, as I just mentioned, with that unbeaten streak, they're good at home. They're confident at home. I expect them to be a good team at home i expect everything to go the galaxy's way in this one um they need a win quite honestly you have to win games at home especially with their road form so poor you can't steal points at home uh, on the road when you're not playing well so i want to see that that fire at home and to be consistent at home and to keep winning at home you have to do it absolutely have to do it Alright, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I need to talk to you about before we uh, we move on out of here. I-, I know it's been a long show. I apologize. I didn't have any co-hosts. Um, some stuff came up, so it was just me that had to do it. Um, for those of you who hung in there on Periscope, I certainly appreciate you spending your evening with me. Um, it was great talking to everybody, so uh, really good stuff there. Alright, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I think that's about it. The LA Galaxy playing against the Vancouver Whitecaps. Saturday make sure you're there Saturday June 6th 7.30pm TV Time Warner Cable Sports Night Time Warner Cable Deportes Radio The Beast 980 and ESPN Deportes alright that's where you need to find out ESPN Deportes 13.30am by the way if you're looking for that station Uh, that's it that's all I have for you hopefully next week we'll have a a whole bunch more we'll get some co-hosts back we'll get back in our rhythm a little bit here great again having Nacho Maganto stopping by big shout out to uh, Chris Linden at LA Galaxy PR for setting that up for us making that happen he's awesome There, always helping us out the la galaxy for letting nacho come on the show all right should be a great game la galaxy versus vancouver whitecaps lots of soccer to be played in june let's get to it i'm josh guesman you've been listening to corner of the galaxy on corner of the catch
0: you next time you've been listening to the corner of the galaxy podcast on corner of the you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Corner of the Galaxy and its related podcasts are part of Backheel.com. Backheel.com is a collection of soccer podcasts multimedia offerings covering soccer around the world you can follow them at BatDeal.com. fans thanks for listening we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast we thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you here again until then i'm michael arajo and on behalf of the entire corner of the galaxy crew goodbye